0: Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over a hundred startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out you can save while doing it Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands there's a ton of perks so if you are interested in checking this out head over to ready.com slash members and get your first month free this episode is brought to you by health iq like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver health iq saves you money on your life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com slash ready yeti. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with one of the co-founders of Cloudline, Austin Campbell. Austin, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me.
1: Thanks for inviting me on.
0: Without a doubt. So um, let's start off uh, really from the basics. Uh, what What is Cloudline and how would you best describe it to... Uh, to someone who's never heard of heard of you, uh,
1: we make merino wool socks. Uh, kind of focused on outdoor activities, um, socks for outdoor activities, and uh, they're made in the U.S. Lifetime guarantee. So, how, how did you? What made you decide merino wool socks? What like? At what point were you like, "This is what this is what we're going to do"? <laughs> uh, my friend Joe and I, we we both like the outdoors, and we were looking at starting some sort of business and uh threw around a lot of ideas and we he brought up socks and at first when he said it i was thinking like oh like socks like just you know dress socks or something uh and then i was like oh wait hiking socks uh that sounds a little more exciting and so that kind of just started to snowball and we kind of ran with it we ended up finding a, a really great factory uh and found some really great wool and combined it into a really great sock. So what what
0: are your backgrounds? Did you have any experience in manufacturing, making products, or, or any of this?
1: Uh, not specifically, really. I, I worked for an aerospace company, and we had manufacturing on site, but nothing to do with uh, <laughs> textiles. Um, Joe was working for, for Boeing originally, and... Uh, Doing, I don't know exactly, more technical stuff than I know how to do. I think his degree's in like physics. So uh yeah, you don't have to be an expert, I would say, to become an expert in a new thing, right?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> um so what what about CloudLine would you say is different than uh normal run-of-the-mill SOC company? Well,
1: I think our size is a differentiator and, and maybe an advantage. I mean, there's probably pros and cons, but we're a two-man team. Um, we sell only online mostly. So, you know, when we get feedback from customers or a thru-hiker that's taken our, our socks on the AT or the PCT uh, about an issue or, or an idea for an improvement, it's very easy for us to go to our factory, get samples made, and then transfer that into what's actually selling to the customers real quick versus if we were like wholesale across the nation you know with stock in stock uh, that would be a much slower process
0: right now um, so you, uh, you started dreaming up this idea with joe in 2014
1: about yeah probably in uh, late 2014 early 2015 somewhere in there
0: and that's that's when you started to launch it so how from when you came up with the idea to now the product that you guys offer online, and the different types of socks. How did you prototype and really work out all the kinks to make sure that the socks you were offering are are awesome and, and your customers
1: were going to love it and keep coming back? Well, I, it started probably with finding the factory, and that was kind of a big challenge. You know, you've, we found uh, you know lots of resources online to kind of try to help find it, but then you'd call. Or email and getting a response or the line would be disconnected because they closed down or maybe moved to China or whatever. Um, so we, we got a lot of no responses. And then we've got a handful of factories that responded. We got samples from them, um, kind of just like a, an initial sample just to kind of judge their quality. And then we found one that we just really loved, the sock. Like it was noticeably better than the, the others. And so we started working with them. And, uh, we sort of took our ideas and their expertise, uh, with how to implement those in the knit and in the design to make the first prototypes. And, uh, then we just started wearing them. We, we, you maybe got like a dozen prototypes of just like we launched with just one, one sock actually. Um, so we had our friends and other hikers use them as well, made adjustments, and then launched maybe a few months later. Um, from beginning to like kind of the idea to launch though was probably six months or more.
0: That's still that's pretty quick um, in comparison to a lot of brands. I feel I feel like a lot of brands can they take a much longer period of time. Were you guys just really on top of it and just like okay this is what we're doing and <laughs> you know like I I feel like it's definitely on the faster side.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways, maybe we got lucky with with finding a good factory and uh, especially kind of give a shout out to to Alan. He's the guy at the factory, kind of the owner, Um, super willing to work with us and kind of believed in us while we were just, you know, we just had an idea, you know, and I'm sure he's busy. He could have kind of brushed us off as someone that probably wasn't going to bring him very much business right away. Because um, he makes socks for you know some of the really big companies as well, I think. Um, but he kind of guided us, you know, when we'd come up with an idea. Um, he and the guys that that program the machines might come back and say, you know, if you do this here, it's it's going to give you all kinds of trouble. Let's try it this way. Um, as well as when we find a problem, you know, it's really easy to go to them and describe the problem, kind of what we want to do instead, and they'll help us know if our idea is correct or sometimes throw in a little inspiration of their own for what we could do to to improve. That's interesting.
0: Now uh, you go through this process, you fine-tune the product, right, and you launch. What did you do to gain exposure and get out there and start building CloudLine?
1: Uh, we did a lot of focus on social media, kind of building our following on Instagram and Pinterest and, uh, Twitter and Facebook. Um, we, you know, we sent out some press releases to the, you know, various outdoor stuff, you know, and of course they probably, they mostly didn't pay attention to us. I think social media was really key for us. Um, we had a lot of people, uh, Following us, reaching out to see when we were launching, even like, hey, I've got this adventure planned. I'd love to get your socks before then, like when are you guys going live, that kind of stuff. So and then the rest is just kind of impatience. Uh as people have tried the socks and we've built up like online reviews and kind of word of mouth has spread.
0: That's interesting. Now was there a specific channel on social media
1: that seemed to perform better than others? I think Instagram uh, has been big uh, and then Pinterest. And then I guess I should also mention Flipboard. Um, we did a lot of uh, content uh, like blogging, hiking related and stuff as we built up our blog and sharing our stuff on Flipboard. And Pinterest has brought like a lot of uh, eyes to our website who then, you know, see that we make socks Um and then Instagram. Um, we try to share other people's adventures as well as our socks. So it's not just products, product photos. So we, uh, we get a lot of people tagging us in their photos, whether they're wearing our socks or not. Uh, we like to share them and give them a shout out. And we have people that have been doing that since like day one and still do it on their weekly hikes where they tag us in the photos. What has the growth been like for you since you started in 2015 till now? Um, you know, slow at first, and then kind of picking up steam. Uh, this is this will be our third full year, and every year so far, we've been able to to double from our modest sales the first partial year to to year over year, um, and to where we're at a a better point now, uh, size wise, to where hopefully maybe this year we will possibly bring on an employee and, and start to expand the business that way.
0: Do you feel like there's a specific thing that you can attribute the growth to the, just the overall consistent, um, success, I guess?
1: Well, I think patience and kind of consistency on our part. Um, I think, you know, one of our kind of main drivers and focus is just, you know, a lot of companies in in the sock space, they do lifetime guarantees. So, you know, we do that as well. But when someone has a problem, I I feel like we try to do our best to kind of take care of them like they were a friend um, or a family. You know, we don't make them mail their socks with a hole in it, you know, or whatever that their dog chewed on back to us before we give them a new pair so they can get back on the trail. Uh, We kind of streamline that process so we can get socks out to them right away. And they don't have to you know, pay for shipping or, or hassle with things. Um, yeah, we, we write, uh, personal notes in each order, uh, that comes to our website. Um, we answer all the the comments and messages on Instagram and social media that we can. So we, I don't know, I feel like just kind of connecting, especially as the founders, people don't expect that.
0: Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Um, they always assume that you're bigger than you are, <laughs> you know, and it's sort of shocking when when you get those responses from someone, be like, oh, wow, I'm surprised you're, you're emailing me back. And you're like, what do you think, like, we're some huge, like, organization? Like, you know, yeah. it's kind of surprising um, how people will perceive you, especially even in the early stages. Um, now, I want to ask you, is there something um, that no one knows about you, one of your products, your business, that you feel like really differentiates you?
1: I think, uh, I was actually going to say that we're so small. Um, you know, I think doing everything personally and like with a personal touch where, you know, we're really invested in the business versus someone that might be just an employee, um, has been a big advantage and eventually we'll be big enough where maybe that's not possible and it'll be up to us to continue to develop a culture and treat our employees and the team that we build in a way that they kind of carry on with that tradition, um, but I think that's the maybe the one thing that people don't know. <laughs> so, in
0: uh, in the couple of years that you guys have been around, was there have you ever gotten any sort of a response from your customers that um, was sort of surprising or stood out to you? Um,
1: I think. I mean, I was shocked maybe from the beginning or, you know, super stoked at how much people like the socks Um, and the number of people that kind of have taken the time out to like email us or send a message on social or tag us in a picture and like maybe give a shout out telling people to try our socks. Um, That that always feels really great. And uh, I think a couple times in particular, we've had a few people that, have reached out and they're going through chemotherapy or they have a skin condition that makes their skin extra sensitive or or whatever it is. And they take the time to, while they're dealing with that to email us and tell us how their how our socks uh, and our wool is so soft that they're the only socks that they can wear comfortably. And uh, it feels really good to kind of have a product that uh, people in a time of need kind of find comfort in as well as when they're adventuring.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, you don't really realize how many different ways your, your product can help somebody until you're, you're out there and you get those responses. You're like, wow, didn't really think, think about that, but that's awesome. Hey, everyone. Just a quick thank you to our sponsor who helped make the Ready Eddie podcast possible, Health IQ. If you listen to this podcast, you're more than likely a pretty active person. At some point in your life, you're going to need life insurance, so why not benefit from your active lifestyle? It shouldn't be a surprise to you that being active increases your longevity. Reward yourself for all the effort you've put into staying active. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, triathletes, strength trainers, vegans, and more. Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com slash ready yeti. Now, over the the course of of building Cloudline, how have you been able to keep uh, sustainability uh, in the manufacturing uh, process top of mind?
1: Well, I think we sort of rely on our wool supplier they you know have their whole corporate sustainability initiative and we get wool from them that is harvested from sheep that aren't subjected to the practice of uh, woolsing uh which is a big deal to us um it's one of the reasons well i think some people think they don't like that you take anything from the sheep and they should just be free and wild but uh Wollsing is especially bad because they basically kind of shave off the skin and the wool around the backside where uh, stuff would accumulate usually and attract flies. Um, it's just like an easier way for the industry to do it, but it's incredibly painful for the sheep. They don't you know, give them any anesthesia or anything before they do it, and uh, we're, we're really proud to, to have wool that is free of that practice.
0: That's interesting. You had no idea that there's um, different ways to do uh, to do that, and you know, obviously, getting into the industry like yourself, like you, you become way more aware of sort of these best practices and things to sort of avoid. Um, yeah. Now, specific. I want to ask you uh, in regards to the, the organizations or the culture. It's, it's you and Joe, so it's a two man operation. What does a normal day look like between uh, between all the things that you guys have going on and How do you make sure that you're cultivating sort of a positive um, community going forward? Mm -hmm.
1: I guess an average day would be, you know, uh, wake up. Uh, I have a home office, but we also have a shared office space um, in Seattle where we share space with. It's actually mostly companies that do food products where uh, there's a company that also 3D prints shoes and then us, and then the rest are food companies. So we do have a kind of a community uh, to kind of be around and bounce ideas off and support us, and we you know, do the same for them. Um, I usually start the day off checking social media, you know, making sure any customer messages and things like that are responded to. Um, obviously, we have to ship our orders. Um, that's like a, a half to do. Um, but the good thing about you know, having our own businesses, you know, some of the stuff is a, can be done when we have time, you know, so if it's a nice day, you know, maybe we decide we go on a hike or take the morning off to go on a bike ride, and then we go to the office.
0: Not, not a bad way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, for example, it's snowing right now here, so I'm taking tomorrow off and I'm going skiing. <laughs> That sounds like a great idea, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've got to enjoy the little things. Um, so what would you say has been
1: one of the hardest parts about starting and building Cloudline? I think finding the right manufacturer was a huge challenge. Um, took a lot of sleuthing and, and research. Like I think I probably googled to like page forty of Google for a couple of keywords until I finally you know felt I had exhausted all the options. Um, and the other challenge, I think, is just being patient and, you know, believing that we'd succeed. You know, you uh, you launch and, you know, it takes time for people to discover your product, discover your website, to build search ranking, to use. Uh, it takes time to have the money to launch new products. Um, so being patient and not getting ahead of ourselves has been hard. <laughs> but... Uh, totally been worth it <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's a it's a marathon you know it's it's slow and steady <laughs> mm-hmm. um what is your greatest fear and how do you manage it in regards <laughs> to cloudline
1: i think my greatest fear would be you know having to go back to a nine to five like i don't know what would cause that but you know for some reason cloudline uh no longer was was growing or whatever uh I would really dread getting a job for someone else and having to be there 9 to 5 or work overtime. I came from a job where I did a lot of overtime and a lot of weekends for projects and things and was missing out on a lot of adventures in life because of it. And uh, my, uh, that that's part of my motivation for, for starting an outdoor brand. And I think the way I manage it is... Uh, It's a kind of a a constant, you know, when I don't feel uh, motivated or I don't feel excited. um, It's it's one of the things I kind of think about, like, all right, man, you got to get stuff done. You got to be consistent and uh, make sure that never happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that motivation. You got to remember exactly why you're doing what you're doing. It's very, (laughs) very important. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made in in regards to CloudLine? How do do you manage that?
1: Oh, man, I think that's tough because we didn't know we were going to make the mistakes until we made them. So managing it, I think we've learned as we've gone. Um, We uh, probably should have done a little more research um, into our uh, original kind of branding. Uh, We should have been a little more uh focused we've had kind of little offshoots where we thought oh you know we've been in business for six months um what other products can we add and we start thinking about like it would be so cool to do a backpack or like some base layers or clothes um you know everyone's making hammocks these days that kind of stuff and we kind of spend energy uh, kind of moving in the wrong direction which i don't know isn't always bad but um, some business podcast that I was listening to the other day said, uh, don't get bored with your success. And I think that's been a, a good lesson. Um, there's so much more we could do with socks and doing these other things that kind of seem exciting because we've already been doing socks sometimes is, has been a mistake and kind of wasted time and energy that we could have been applying into the core business.
0: Yeah, definitely. What, now, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start uh, a business, whether it was in the outdoor industry or really just uh, a business in general?
1: Uh, you can do it. I think uh, it's scary, and there'll be so many voices in your head telling you reasons you can't. But if you choose something that you know is semi-related to a passion or something you believe in um that's a great foundation and all the challenges that you'll face uh can be figured out and overcome and you know there will probably be lots of them uh many of them are small and you know you just kind of get over each hurdle day by day um yeah the internet uh amazon uh, are amazing tools that i think you know like if we had tried to start cloudline 10 years ago it would have taken so much more capital and so much more resources than either of us could have afforded. So it's really um, opened up the possibilities for people that want to start their own businesses, I think.
0: Where do you see Cloudline in the next year, five years, ten years down the road?
1: Well, uh, for 2018, our goal is to add a whole bunch more, maybe double our, our stock styles and expand into to more interesting patterns. Um, kind of our initial uh, designs and styles have kind of been a little bit retro, a little bit, you know, kind of clean and classic and branching out into a little bit more fun styles and things like that. Um, we're also currently working on uh, developing base layers. I don't know if they'll be out by the end of the year or not, but uh, if not this year, they'll be out next year. And then in five years, I hope, I hope we stay true to our roots, uh, you know, as we grow and we start to add employees and, and, and do more, you know, I hope we can kind of build a culture and a company that I think, uh, people would be proud to work out and that people will be excited about purchasing socks from. And in 10 years, I hope that if we've done that Cloudline and Joe and I will be looked at as respected members of the outdoor community um hopefully leaders you know doing things right uh as the business grows giving back and that kind of thing
0: what's the best part about running
1: cloudline i think seeing our socks uh as part of people's adventures you know uh i get excited kind of every time someone tags a picture Uh, especially if it's like someone new that i haven't seen tag us before uh You know, because they took our socks on a hike and they took an awesome picture and they took the time to to mention us and uh, share on social media. And uh, I don't know, that's just kind of I need more adventure in my life. I think everyone does. And so it's nice to have a business that helps other people add that to their lives
0: yeah no i i uh i totally get what you mean it's It's always super exciting when when it's people you don't know being super stoked about whatever activity it is that they're doing and they're they're using your product um It's a really cool feeling um, uh-huh. and the company allows me to have more adventure so yes, and that's definitely important <laughs> um well, I, I appreciate you um, for taking the time to come on here and share your story. But um, for the listener that would like to keep tabs, and I think everything you guys are doing with Cloudline, um, where's the best place for them to do that?
1: Uh, cloudlineapparel.com. That's, uh, and then anywhere on social, they can find all those links at the website.
0: Definitely. we'll get it linked up in the show notes so anyone who's listening can keep tabs on Uh, Everything you guys have going on and those new base layers that you guys are going to be releasing uh, within the year. And um, for anyone who is listening to this episode between March 27th and April 24th, you can head over to com and enter for your chance to win uh, a bunch of Cloudline socks along with a ton of other gear. We're also going to be giving away a ski and snowboard trip to British Columbia. So definitely head over and check that out. Um, but with that, Austin. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked. We're going to be, uh, Dr- uh, Drew and I are going to be going on the trip in the next couple of weeks to uh, uh, see what it's like, <laughs> and then film it and uh, get a firsthand experience of it so we can get everyone in the community really stoked on uh, the chance of winning that. Um, but yeah, Austin, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and everything you guys have going on. Uh, and yeah, really excited to see what you guys do in the future.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready, Eddie Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.